we welcome you tonight. We just want to uh, create an atmosphere. The Bible says that we can bow down. If you can physically, let's try to just take a knee and bow down and let's just go to the Lord now. Yes. Lord God, we just come before you, Father. We come to your throne of mercy and grace. Lord, you said to cry out. You hear our cries. Lord God, you are a faithful God. You are a loving God. You want what's best for us. And Lord God, you said that you would perfect all things which concern us. And our loved ones, our friends, our family concern us, Father. So as we come before you tonight, Lord, we lift up our voice to you. We come by faith, knowing that you hear our prayer, knowing that you desire to to move in our behalf, Father. We thank you as we can come to your throne room. We come boldly to the throne room of grace, Father. We come, Lord, as your child, as your children, Lord God, in humble heart, in Jesus' name, amen. So Lord, we want to we pray that our unsaved loved ones and friends would hear the gospel. That's what we want to pray for first, that people that we know that don't know the Lord we want to pray that they hear the gospel because we know what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verses 16 through 17 it says this for I am not ashamed of the gospel I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous, the just, the justified shall live by faith. It is through the power of the gospel that men and women, boys and girls, are saved. And so we want to pray tonight that that those that we know that we're praying for tonight, we're interceding for tonight, that they would hear the gospel because that is how they're going to be saved. If they don't hear the gospel, they're not, that, that is the avenue with which they're going to be saved. So Lord, that's what we pray. That we pray that they would hear the truth about Jesus Christ. That he went to the cross. That he died on the cross. He became our substitute. He took the wrath that we deserved. He took the punishment that we deserve. God, I pray that they would hear that truth. And not only did he die, but on the third day he rose again and he defeated death hell and the grave he sealed the work of the cross by rising from the grave and through the power of the resurrection the gospel has power to impact people's lives and god i pray god that through the clutter of people's lives through through our to, to our friends and our family and those that we know those that we work with that don't know you god i pray that they would hear there's so many different avenues in our culture lord that that the enemy uses to try to block their hearing to try to get them, to stop them from hearing the gospel message. But Lord, I pray that they would hear it. That they would hear it. They would hear the truth spoken to them. They would hear it as it's demonstrated through the life of other believers. God, I pray that they they would hear it. And I pray that the plan of the enemy on their behalf would not come to fruition, but that they would hear clearly the truth of your word. Because we know your word is powerful. We know your word will do its work in their life. God, so many of them, God, I know that they are resistant to your word. God, I pray that they would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Now, once you break up into your groups, break up into just a group of about four, four or five of you that, that are next to you, and just begin to pray that. And have, some, have, have one of you lead, and then the, the, the next time you pray about the next focus, have someone else lead. But just break up into circles for a couple minutes and pray that the ones that are on your heart, that they would hear the gospel, that they would hear the gospel. continue on praying we want to pray that uh, the Lord would create and give us each godly ordained connections sometimes we think of them as divine appointments and we would
would all have those and be used in that area and that at those times to reach our loved ones and those that don't know Christ. There's a, a great example of a divine appointment in the book of Acts. It's in chapter 8. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come from Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join that tr- this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip up to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation, his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? about himself or about someone else. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? Thank you, Lord. So Lord, according to your word, We ask for these things, Lord. First of all, that you would orchestrate these ordained connections in our lives, just as you did for Philip. That he would direct us to these places in just the right time. Lord, that you would use each of us to touch lives of those that cross our paths in line with your divine will. Lord, that we would all have unique opportunities to fulfill this calling and be used by you. Number two, that we would respond as Philip did, that once we are called, we would respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That not one opportunity would be missed, that every divine appointment would be kept. Not too soon, not too late, but just at the right time. And number three, that we go to whoever, as Philip went to a foreigner, an Ethiopian, we would be willing to share with anyone and everyone, not being a respecter of persons, knowing that it's the Lord's will that all would come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Lord, give us boldness, courage, and perseverance no matter who you send us to, Lord. Help us to fulfill your will. 
And number four, that we would follow the Holy Spirit. As Philip was led, let us be sensitive to the Lord's direction. Let us clearly speak what he puts in our hearts to share. And number five, that we act quickly as Philip ran to the Ethiopian. Let us be ever ready to put our personal plans on hold and act on every opportunity to be used to share the gospel with others. And number six, that we base our words on God's word. As Philip ministered from the book of Isaiah, that we would boldly speak from the truth of God's word. As Paul says in 2 Timothy, in season and out of season, to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And number seven, that we're willing to see it through. As Philip spent time with the Ethiopian, let us be willing to invest our time into others. According to Hebrews 3.13, that we exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that we fulfill every mission every opportunity that comes from the Father Lord that your will would be done and that we would experience the joy of Isaiah 52 7 how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news who publishes peace who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Let us continue in our small groups as we pray for God-ordained connections.
tonight, our prayer focus is that our eyes would be open and that the Holy Spirit would soften the hearts and begin to draw people to Jesus Christ. Pray that the Holy Spirit will soften our lost loved ones' hearts and draw them to Jesus Christ. There are so many things in our world that makes us cold and callous and bitter. Hurt, pain, rejection, it causes us to close up. And when we close up, it's it's almost like we close up because we don't want anybody to hurt us ever again. But the problem with closing is that we shut God off. And there are a lot of our loved ones that are lost because they've been hurt. They've been rejected. And someone has bruised them so deeply that they cannot open up. In John chapter 6, 44, it reads, No man come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. In this passage of Scripture, there was a group of people that came looking for Jesus. He had just fed them. They were filled with food, the natural food. And when they saw he wasn't by the coast, they realized he was on the other side. And they gathered and found him on the other side. And Jesus said, why do you come and seek me? He says, I know why. You come to seek me for the natural bread. That which only fills you temporarily. But he says, I want you to seek me for the true bread. For your father... Moses talked about the food manna in the wilderness, but it was my father who has given you this real manna, this real food. And he says, and they asked the question is, what should we do? What is the work which should work? And he said, this is the work of God that you would accept the one who was sent. And so he prayed for them that they would come to him, that the spirit will draw them. Because we know without softening that heart, the Holy Spirit cannot work. But we also see in Ezekiel chapter 36, 25 and 26, God makes a promise. He says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I think this is our prayer focus tonight as we pray. Father, you see every hurt. You see every pain. You see all of our lost loved ones that have shut down and closed themselves off. And in closing themselves off to pain, they have closed you off. But tonight we pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to work on our lost loved ones and begin to draw them. That their hearts will be softened, oh God. That as the Holy Spirit begin to work on that heart and begin to bring healing, inner healing, the deep-seated wounds inside of our lost loved ones, God, you will bring healing because there is a bomb in Gilead. And that bomb can heal even the deepest of wounds. We know he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. So, Father, we know that Jesus knows what it means to be bruised and to be wounded. And so we pray, Father, that you begin to touch that inner spirit, that place where the enemy has caused hurt, begin to heal them from the inside out. And the natural desires we have to fulfill our desires, 
in the in the natural lord we pray that you will create a spiritual desire to run after you as the spirit is calling father that as we desire to be clothed when it's cold or to be warm when it's cold that desire to have a drink of water when we're thirsty. Lord, I pray for our loved ones tonight that we will come after you by the Holy Spirit creating that desire. Also in Ezekiel, when God promised that he will soften, take that heart of stone out, put a heart of flesh in it. He said, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. We declare tonight, create a new heart and a new spirit in our loved ones. Lord, take out that old one, that one that causes our loved ones to push you away. And we declare by the sovereign God in the name of Jesus that as the gospel is being preached, that as the word of God is being made manifest in their ears, that God, you're pricking their heart, that they will have a desire and a heart to want to run after Jesus Christ and do the work while it is day. So tonight, Father, we lift them all up before you. We pray for the heart because it is a matter of the heart. Father, every single one of us, show us the heart of our lost lost loved ones, that they may turn and bow their knee to you, because they sense the drawing of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, when it's said and done, we know we will see a new heart and a new spirit in them, one that reflects the love of the Father. God, we thank you now, and we pray with faith, believing that you hear our prayer. And we pray for our loved lost ones, lost, lost loved ones for their hearts.
word says that the devil blinds the eyes of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the truth of God. We're going to pray that their eyes would be open and that the darkness would give way to the light. In Ephesians 1, chapter 17, it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order to know the hope that he is, to which he has called you in the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Father, God, we pray that the eyes of the unbelievers would be opened, Lord. That you would move upon their hearts, Father, and their eyes. And you would just take those scales and remove those scales from their eyes. So that they could see the truth of the gospel. That without you, Lord, there is no hope. There is no salvation. I pray, God, that our church would be a powerful church. That when they would walk through the doors, that a spirit of conviction and power would fall upon them, Lord. They wouldn't even maybe understand what it is, Lord. But when the word is preached, it would bear witness with their soul, Lord. And that they would know that they are a sinner in need of a holy God. Father, we pray that you would touch them, that you would move upon their hearts, that they would know you, Lord. God, I pray that every one of us would be living epistles to be read by men, Lord. That we would live the gospel before them. That when we do have those divine appointments, Lord, that you would put the words in our mouths that need to be said, Lord, and that it would cut to their hearts. and They would know that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Father, we love you, and we realize that you use us as your ambassadors to spread the word of God. So, Father, touch our families touch Homa, touch Thibodeau, our state, our country. Father, I pray that you would bring revival, Lord. That we would see revival, Lord. That, that many, many would come to know you, Lord. God, we love you. And we want them to know you like we know you, Lord. So, Father, remove their scales, the scales from their eyes touch him and it's time you can get with the groups
I love reading the letters from Paul. So often he refers himself as a prisoner to Jesus Christ. And what I like about that reference of prisoners, because I believe that we are all prisoners in some way, shape, or form. I believe we are prisoner to the things of God, or I believe we are prisoner to the things of this world. And I'm going to be praying for strongholds. And I believe if we are a prisoner to those things of the world, it's because we have strongholds in our life that's holding us back. In 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And Father God, tonight, Lord, by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed at Calvary, that is sufficient and more than able to free every stronghold. Lord, I know there's people represented here tonight that probably feel like a prisoner, that are walking in fear because of the strongholds. Maybe Satan has snuck in a crack in the door and has taken over certain areas of their life and they don't know what to do. And Lord, we know many other people, family, friends, co-workers that are struggling with strongholds in their life. And Paul tells us that we're not battling a war of flesh. We're battling a spiritual war. And the good news is, is God gives us good weapons. He gives us mighty weapons that he renders powerful. And I want to tell you tonight that the created has no power over the creator. That battle was already won 2,000 years ago. And we just have to be faithful and receive the victories that God has for us. And Lord, I did. I pray for everyone struggling with strongholds. Father God, whether it's pride, and as Brother Freddie told me, so often pride could be a gateway to so many other sins and strongholds in our life. Whether it's lust, worldliness, idolatry, Father God. Lord, we pray that you would break every stronghold tonight. No one will walk out of here in fear anymore, Father God, that you would break it. We claim that victory tonight, Father God. And Lord, I pray you have to tell us that we have access to your resurrection power where we first have to know you, Father God. And I pray those that don't know you, would, their hearts again would be softened and they would be convicted. And they will allow you to come in their heart and save them, Father God. And they will be able to call you Father and claim their inheritance in heaven. Again, Father God, we pray everyone struggle that feels enslaved and in prison tonight that you would free them and they would never walk in fear and in doubt and we pray all this in the precious son Jesus Christ back in our groups
as we continue to pray for salvation for our loved ones and our friends. You know, so many times those those relationships are people that are near and dear to us. Some situations for us, they're a spouse. Some situations, they're a mother, a father, a child, a friend. And somewhere along the way, obviously, things you, you came to know Christ. And things began to change in that relationship for you. And unfortunately, so many times, there's bitterness and there's resentment that takes place. And there's unforgiveness in that relationship. And that's our next focus here, that we would pray that any issue of unforgiveness would be reconciled and it would be healed in that. Matthew six fourteen through 15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And those are heavy words in that scripture there. And... I think it's just a picture for us as believers that, that we have a duty and we have a responsibility to show Christ in every one of our relationships and everything that we do and everything that we walk and everything that we say. And then we would be quick to repent of situations in our lives. So many of us have been hurt in so many ways and if you sat down right now, you would still be able to justify that unforgiveness in your heart. But just as the scripture says, I pray, Father, that we would forgive that person, Father. God, so that they would see Christ in our lives, Father. And that you would restore the relationship, Father, that we have with them. God, that we would see it for what it is. God, that sinners sin, Father. God, and they are in need of a Savior just as we are in need of a Savior. And God, that we would meet every situation with that. God, that we would see it for what it is, Father. God, that we would meet them with compassion. And God, we would meet them with love. And God, just as you did, Father, when you walked this earth. God, that they would see that, Father. And our lives would represent Christ, Father. They would see the forgiveness in our heart. And maybe in some situations, it's somebody who was hurt equally as we are, Father. And they're having a struggle time dealing with that, Father. And they say, how can you forgive? And we can forgive, Father, because you, Father, have forgiven us. Because you've done a work in our life, God, that can be done by none other than you, Father. God, I pray, God, that we see people at the way that you see them. God, that we look past the facade of their, their job and their attitude and their personality, Father. That we would see the heart, God, the part that you see. God, the very part that you saw in us. God, as your spirit drew us unto you, Father. God, I pray, God, that we would be quick to forgive. God, even our relationships with other believers, God, that it would exemplify, Father, and it would replicate you, God. God, that we would be quick, God, to repent. We would be quick, Father, to be honest in our hearts, Father, as you're working on it. And, God, that we would look, Father, to sacrifice ourselves, Father, in the relationships around us. God, be with us, Father. Help us in these relationships. God, draw them unto you, Father. God, let us be there. God, to show them, Father, your love. And in Jesus' mighty name, Father, thank you for these people. God, thank you and for your work.
thank you, Lord, that those in our lives that are struggling with unforgiveness, and that is the hindrance to their salvation, God, I pray that they would be able to forgive those that have hurt them, and that they would be able to release the rejection and the pain, and they would be able to see, God, that it is not you that has wounded them, that you love them, you desire to be in a relationship with them. Lord, now we want to pray that the, the hearts and the minds of those who are praying for, that they would be protected from the enemy's plan. I want to read a scripture in Matthew 13. It's the parable of the sower. It describes different types of soil and different types of soil that the seed goes and the gospel is the seed of God's word and it's planted. I just want to read this, this picture here. It says, And when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, anyone hears the gospel and does not understand it, the evil, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet has no root in himself but endures for a while. And when tribulation, persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, hears the gospel, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word, and it proves unfruitful. You know, there has to be fruit. Genuine salvation will produce fruit. And as for what was sown on good soil, this is the soil. This is what we were praying earlier. We were praying that the Holy Spirit would draw the people we're praying for, that the Holy Spirit would soften their hearts. We're praying that, that, that the unforgiveness would not be a hindrance in their life and that they would hear the gospel and that the gospel would take root in their mind and in their heart. And this is the good soil that's been prepared. This is what we're praying, that God would prepare their heart by the power of the Spirit. And when the, and when the word is heard, when the gospel is received on that good soil, that this is the one who hears and listen and understands they hear and they understand they understand who they are that they are sinful and they need a savior they understand that God loves them and took their place they get it they understand it and what happens he indeed bears fruit and it yields in one case 160 and another 30 and that's what we want to pray that the enemy the enemy's plan and his desire is that when people hear the gospel, that whether it's the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, whether it's trials and suffering and pain and unforgiveness, the enemy wants to come and to snatch that word from their heart, prevent them from understanding, for, pre- prevent them from receiving, truly receiving the gospel. So let's pray. Let's pray according to that word. God, I pray, God, that those that we're praying for, I know the enemy has a plan for them just as you have a plan for them. And the enemy's plan is that the seed of God's word would not take root in their heart and that it would not produce a harvest. It would not produce fruits of repentance. And so, God, we pray against the plans of the enemy for our loved ones, for our friends, for our co-workers, those that we're praying for. God, I pray that your word would take root in their hearts, that it would produce a harvest of salvation. That they would truly, genuinely understand the gospel. God, I pray that the cares of the world, that the, that the deceitfulness of riches would not choke out the word. Would not choke out the word. God, I pray that they would be able to count the cost. 
pray that they would be able to see the ways of this world and the lies of the enemy and the, and the schemes and the strategies of the enemy. They would be able to see it for what it is. And they would be able to recognize that there's nothing in this life that compares to you, to your love, to your forgiveness, to your mercy, and to your grace. And I pray that they would reject the enemy, that they would push him away, that they would run, that they would flee, they would let go of the things of this world, and that the seed of your word would take root in their heart, and that they would repent and believe, and that they would produce a harvest of righteousness. God, this is what we pray. This is what we pray. Pray that in your groups as we finish our our night of prayer. Pray that with your group here tonight. Thank you, Lord, that it is true, Lord, that when your word take root, takes root, that it will produce a harvest of righteousness. 
That's what we believe. That's what we cling to for the loaves that we're praying for. So now what we want to do is we want to end our night by you guys, if you don't have an index card or an ink pen, the worship team's going to start singing this last song. And as they're singing, come down, get, get, an, get an index card, get an ink pen, write down as many names as the Lord lays on your heart. And you can come down, you can put the names in this basket right here. And we're going to, as soon as they're done singing, as soon as you're done writing, we're going to pray for those names. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory and creation, now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus So Jesus, you brought heaven down. The sin was great and your love was greater. What can separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The
Is anybody else? We're going to wait. Wait till everybody. If you're still writing, flag me down. You're writing, you're writing? Okay. I don't want miss to miss anybody. There's a lot of names in here. There's a lot of lives represented. A lot of families, a lot of sons, a lot of daughters, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, husbands, wives. A lot of hurt. A lot of pain caused by sin. Bad choices. A lot of reasons why people have rejected the Lord. But the reason we pray, the reason we pray is because we believe that God hears our prayers. And the reason we we pray is because we believe that God is still in the saving business. That he is ever almighty to save. So this is why we're praying for these names. I thank you, Lord, for every person here that is represented in this basket. God, I know that there is so much, so much hurt and pain, rejection, so many reasons why, so much bitterness and hardness of heart. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move in the lives of these people. God, I pray that you would touch their hearts. God, I pray, Lord, that the light, the glorious light of the gospel of your son Jesus would shine through the darkness of this world. Your word says that the the enemy blinds the minds of the unbelievers to prevent them from seeing the light of the gospel. And I pray that the darkness be destroyed through the power of the light of the gospel. I pray, Lord, that that the unforgiveness would be healed. God, I pray that rejection would be healed. I pray that sexual addiction would be broken. I pray that drug addiction would be broken. God, I pray that every stronghold would would, would be healed, that people would be delivered and set free. I pray that they that those in this basket, these names, these people, these precious people that are made in your image, God, I pray that they would no longer believe the lies of the enemy who has them enslaved. And God, I pray for every person that is praying for these people. I pray for every mom, every dad, every grandparent, every husband, every wife, every aunt, every uncle, every cousin, every person that is praying for these people. I pray that you would strengthen their hearts. I pray that they would be encouraged to continue to pray, to not lose heart, to not give up praying, to continue to stand in the gap and to intercede. God, in those that 
feel like there's no hope, pray that tonight that they would be filled with hope. Filled with hope. And God, we thank you for breakthrough. And we thank you for testimonies. I pray for a stream of testimonies, one after the other, that they're going to come and they're going to testify to the power of the gospel. They're going to come and they're going to declare Jesus and they're going to get baptized. Declare the powerful work of the Spirit in their life. That's what we're praying, Lord. We believe it. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody shouts, Amen! Man, I I tell you what, when you guys started bringing these cards and you start looking at names, it's real, it's real. There's a lot of, we we struggle. You know, there's people that we love, that we pray for, and and we want to see them set free, and we want to see them healed. So just don't stop praying. Don't don't give up hope. You know, all of us here that know the Lord, we are representations of the fact that somebody prayed for us. Somebody believed, you know, Prayer is the means by which salvation comes. You know, I know my mama prayed for me. And if you're saved here, it was your mama, it was your daddy, it was your grandma, it was your grandpa, it was somebody in your life, it was a friend, it was a co-worker, it was your pastor, it was somebody prayed for you that you would see the glorious light of the gospel. So don't stop praying. Amen? Amen. Thank you guys for coming. What a blessing. God, we thank you. God, this is all for you. It's all for your glory. We thank you for tonight. God, bless your people strengthen them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, protect them as they drive home. I thank you for our church. God, what a great, wonderful body of believers. Thank you that you've called us for such a time as this to impact people for your kingdom. We we thank you for for what you did tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you. You are dismissed.